0: This is the MagicWordPodcast.com.
1: We are presenting to you here this morning, with uh, with actually on day three of the 50th annual annual 4F convention, a report of kind of what went on last night. Now, we said uh, we weren't going to be able to do this until actually this morning. Uh, or rather, we weren't going to do this morning because Mark was going to be gone. So we are now doing a little bit of time travel. So actually, after the show was over last night, Mark and I sat down and recorded this piece that you're going to hear then right now. So this was what you're hearing is not this morning, today. This is last night. But I'm doing it right now. You get the idea. Mark, you understand what I'm doing. Yeah. So, to,
0: <laughs> so basically, t- this is now the recap of the Thursday events at the 4F convention.
1: Uh, uh, correct.
0: On which Friday is, morning. Which is being posted Friday morning, but was actually recorded.
1: Late night Thursday night. So, you not only say it better than me, but you also <laughs> say it with a deep, resonant voice, you know. <laughs> and chuckle. Okay, so, the last, uh, first of all, we had the uh, afternoon, uh, it wasn't the lecture, oh, no, the, it was a, the morning, the, morning,
0: the first uh, event was Chris Capehart's lecture.
1: Yep, we didn't talk a little bit about that. That nope. was kind of a no, too. No, yeah,
0: and uh, Chris, uh, Chris has been a buddy of mine for, oh my gosh, probably 45 years. We've known each mm-hmm. other. you lectured at your home? and. Oh, yeah, yeah, we used to be in a, a private group together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know, I saw Chris. You know, at least once a month. But early on, you know, Chris was working the streets. I was working the streets once in a while. And uh, in Philly, or yeah, okay. in Philly, yeah, yeah. And uh, we have a whole history. But uh, you know, I love Chris. A uh, lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Chris has just such a distinctive personality and very funny guy. And and really, he was pushing the uh, the fact that you know it's it's routineing and presentation that makes the effect. So you combine effects. And, uh, and just taking classic things and just adding, adding stuff. I really like
1: of, the idea then also of the uh, miser's dream with the bucket idea from the standpoint that I've always had a little bit of a problem trying to release the coins. But by just relaxing the hand, that was correct. the biggest tip that made, it made such a difference. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So he's, uh, you know, Chris is really known for his miser's dream routine, uh, of course, the rings. Um, uh, he did a really nice ring in nest of boxes that he didn't explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a a thing that uh, Nick Ruggiero came up oh, with. Nick had made that look like you yeah. said it was a
1: collector's. Yeah, novel.
0: it's a CW piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they put it out originally, it was just two boxes. It's actually Giton Bloom's strong box inside mm-hmm. of a wood box, and he has a uh, a loading procedure. I talked to Rich and Nick and said, put in an extra box. Mm-hmm so that now you can take the box out, load it, and have them take the next box out and open it and then take out the strong box. So it's like going back forth. I love that idea. Yeah. yeah, it's a really strong piece of magic, mm-hmm. strong piece of magic. But he didn't go in the explanation, he just did it because he was talking about the sure. routineing yeah, of it. Yeah, right. Did a lot of card stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris did a lot of card magic, some of which worked. Uh, some <laughs> he has problems with. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's fun watching Chris right tap dance and tried to get out so of it. So he was
1: the first one out uh, as far as a lecture then this morning. And yep. then uh, and who was next? It was- then
0: we had the the uh, 1.30 show. Uh, yep. Keith Fields was the emcee. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny guy. Keith always does a great job. Kept the show running. Had some really nice uh, funny gags. Uh, opened with Rune Carlson from uh, Denmark. Uh, had a lovely routine. with Norway? With Norway, sorry, Norway. (laughs) I get confused with all the Scandinavian countries. They all kind of run together. Norway, because he had a funny joke about the Norway. That's why I remembered it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So he had a a really nice routine with a a little, what looked like an Okito box, but kind of oversized, a little bigger, uh, that he called his pill box. And he took out three little pills, apparently, and put them in his pocket. Uh, And then coins started appearing in the box one by one, showing it impossibly empty. Um, and then finally the three pills appeared back in the box. It was a really, really sweet little routine. Uh, liked a lot. He was followed by Ricardo Rosencrantz from Chicago, uh, and Ricardo did his balsamo routine, which is based on the Josephi. Uh, Talking skills. Yeah, yeah, and and Josephi's was called balsamo. Mm-hmm. And the original Josephie's, uh was a clockwork mechanism that is just, Incredible, a nightmare. It's just absolutely incredible what this thing can do. But you have to memorize the motion and everything. Well, Ricardo's had that modernized with electronics instead. Mm-hmm. A cute little routine, and he combined it with a, a trick not very often seen: the Okito uh, letter box, mm-hmm. uh, letter blocks. In the box I and, wonder what
1: that was I love that
0: Yeah it's an Okita routine And um, you don't see it very often no. And he his was really nicely made And he handled it extremely well mm-hmm. he had a Very imaginative routine So uh, that was nice to see uh, He was followed by uh, John Michael Hinton uh, with the uh, flaming red ho- m- mohawk kind of wild hair. Yeah. Uh, John's been on uh, on uh, Foulis, right. Yeah, and uh, did a, uh, a really cool oil and water. Very interesting, very clean-looking oil and water, uh, followed by some routines with Rubik's Cubes, uh, and uh, he said he was going to change it to... Uh, uh, just one color, mm-hmm. um, and, he, and he put it in a bag, and he had a redhead guy do it because he's redhead. Yeah, ginger. You know? yeah. So it's yeah, ginger magic. Uh, so he kind of forms the bag around. So what was the name the of color? And the guy said orange. Orange, of course. Yeah, because we're ginger. So you know, and he kind of forms it, and it looks like the thing's crushing into a round sheet. And he opens it up, and the Rubik's cube apparently has changed to an orange, mm-hmm. uh, which he squeezes, and in, oh, he says. Think of another color, green. He squeezes it, and it changes to a shower of
1: peas. No, it was green Skittles. Was it it? green Skittles?
0: To me, it looked like green peas. Uh, And then he takes the other cube that's on the table, and the cube changes to Skittles, Mm multicolored Skittles, uh, which made a freaking mess, but it was nice and visual. Ryan Lehman, a magician from New York State here in this area, uh, did a routine with Chinese coins, but very unusual, he did uh Chinese coins from a purse which appeared to be like silver dollar size and then uh sorry not for a purse from a paintbrush.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. so he, like he was painting
0: pulled, his hand. Yeah. Exactly he was painting his hand and painted these coins onto his hand and then they vanished again into the uh into the paintbrush. Then he brought out, brought out a bigger paintbrush and made larger Chinese mm-hmm. coins and then did like a coins across three fly kind of thing vanish the coins and then produce larger even larger i mean these were like i don't about know probably about yeah five inches in diameter and then it did a, a routine of penetrating those off of it. charming chinese and, challenge yes but he used a like a silk streamer and uh, very different handling but it was similar to uh, troy who's charming chinese challenge real nice uh real nice bit um Jason Michaels from Tennessee followed, uh, doing a nice idea with a, a couple of books and uh, letter cards, Number car- your regular playing cards and letter cards to choose the pages, and then the letters predicted the word that was, uh, was chosen. Real nice uh, commercial piece. Um, Alexander Great followed him, uh, did a, a coins across routine, followed by uh, his, John uh, Kennedy's Impossible Matrix. Uh, which he had a little problem with, uh, but got through. Mm-hmm. And he finished with the coin in the bottle multiple times, uh, and finished with Kevin James's version, where the uh, bottle disappears. And very nice, very nice routine. Eddie McCall from Scotland, uh, super techno gambling stuff. Uh, did did some some ace deals that were uh, really super technical mm-hmm. stuff. This was, was his first nice. time here, I think, too, wasn't he? No, it was the second. Second, okay. second time. Second time here. Uh, Jeff Christensen from uh, Canada followed with a real fun routine that was a ring uh, ring transposition vanish. Uh, He had a lot of gags with um, what were apparently supposed to be children's books, uh, and one of them, the one that was chosen, was called uh, Hiding the Pigeon, which was a parody of Jim Steinmeier's Hiding Hiding the Elephant, Elephant. Uh, and a pigeon... (laughs) Appeared, It was a stuffed pigeon, and the ring was actually in the beak of the pigeon. Yeah. Uh, very clever, very clever little routine. Um, the show closed with uh, Lodovic DeVitt mm-hmm. from uh, from Holland doing his Fizimac. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Lodovic do it before, and he's had some technical problems, and he did it, and man, went great today. Yeah. And, uh, and then after I was talking to me. he says, no, 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 I still messed it up. I got out of it. I know how to get out of it. And it's a really, uh, really cool routine where he starts out with a blank pack. Then uh, cards. Yes, four the volunteers
1: who are seated, right, to begin with. Right, him. four
0: volunteers seated on stage with him. He has this tiny little table with a table lamp on it. I mean, inconsequential. Um, but he shows the blank cards. Then cards with geometric shapes start appearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cut and, out then, the cards. and then they turn into cutouts yeah. of the cards he, And then the rest of the deck turns to a regular deck mm-hmm. And then he has three cards selected And and he has the geometric uh, cutout cards in the pack And they sandwich the three selected cards mm-hmm. um, And then he... Um,
1: tears off a piece of each one
0: Exactly, it? he removes those, tears off a piece of each quarter, one A quarter of each Exactly, a quarter of each And has a fourth card selected, a quarter of each and eventually these four quarters form piece by piece a la you know, Guy Hollingsworth's Re- Reformation. Very visual. Into a single card that is handed out. And it's four different corners. four, One of them has a different color back and one's in a different direction. It's just absolutely impossible looking. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Got a great hand, and uh, really, really, really
1: That was nice. a good way to uh, wrap up. It was a, a very good show overall, very fulfilling. Yeah, 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 yeah a lot of the fun. I'd not seen, people I'd not seen before, and also some routines I thought were just, as you say, with the one that Rosencrantz had done with the, uh, the Okito thing I'd not seen, and that routine was great. But it was a real, uh, very satisfying show. Yep. And then the afternoon.
0: Afternoon, we start off with the, uh, well, the, the next event was the, the Ed Talks mm-hmm. instead of the Ted Talks because it's, Uh,
1: Educational and mystified, no, and uh, what was that?
2: uh,
0: Uh, Educational and... um, Deceptive. Deceptive, yes. That's what it was. And that was hosted by... And also uh, Eddie Fector. That was hosted by Christian and Catalina, Mm -hmm. Uh, always do a great job. And these were um, many talks on various things Mm -hmm. that various performers are either specialists in or interested in. That aren't necessarily thoroughly magic related. There's no magic tricks mm-hmm. talked about. So the first one was David Corsaro, and David always gives great talks, um, with his tremendous background, background in, marketing in and exactly, statistics, and, yeah. marketing statistics, and and also in, in show production and mm-hmm. and you know in alternate venues and things. Dave I think is now involved with nine different live performance shows. Wow. Incorporating Magic in New York. Didn't know that. And that's not his job. I mean, he's <laughs> still in marketing and raising a family. And have
1: a family, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. yeah. Uh, so he did a talk on, on Fool Us mm-hmm. because he was on Fool Us and he fooled Penn & Teller. A great PowerPoint presentation. Gave a lot of fantastic statistics about, you know, how many 4F members have appeared on uh, Fool Us, how many uh, 4F uh, performers... Fooled Penn and Teller, and talked about uh, how to get on Penn and Teller right. and how to be successful in Penn and Teller, it's taken from experience and talking with, you know, Teller, talking with uh, my close at length, talking with Lincoln and Andrew, the producers. Um, so uh, that was a great talk.
1: And one of the reasons, of course, he was talking about that is because we. The, the people who have attended here are, in a way, kind of fast-tracked uh, to go this year. And I say fast-tracked only that they were offering us an opportunity to say, hey, we can go to the front of the line. You still have to be able to fool them exactly. and, ha- and have a uh, something that they're interested in. Yep. But it's like, you guys have already been pre-qualified. We will pay attention to what you submit. And so that was why we thought more people would be submitting something this year than more than usual. Well, and, and the statistics
0: that David showed uh, really bore out the fact that they want 4F people because yeah, yeah. 4F people have have a tremendous uh, track record mm-hmm. on that show. A lot of 4F members have appeared, and of the members that appeared, a super high percentage have actually pulled pen and yeah, color. Right, So that's pretty cool.
1: And then after him, there was uh, Jason Michaels you talked about a little bit earlier. Or- exactly.
0: And Jason uh, talked about um, shooting close-up video uh, for projection during live shows and he had had experience with uh, brett daniels at first he was working with brett for a number of years and talked about how brett did his setup uh, but he started doing uh shows in a variety of uh, venues where he needed to uh project uh, close for the military yeah well th- that was one of them but he did other uh, he did other venues as well but he toured uh, he toured in in i guess think iraq or afghanistan and
1: all the way from the desert to the arctic circle exactly
0: yeah, yeah and show he actually showed uh, pictures of of the setup he used mm-hmm. in tents in yeah. in these very high tech and
1: some were low tech and he had to be ready for
0: both exactly and so he talked about you know the technical requirements of it some of the uh, ins and outs of the you know utilizing what he called low tech being a 50 foot hdmi cable yeah. versus uh, this high tech uh, wireless uh, system. Yeah, Bluetooth kind HDMI. of
1: thing. He kind of got in the weeds a little bit with some people who may not have been as interested in that. But I thought, for me, I thought he had some uh, good information, and also, of course, he is available uh, for people to talk to who might be interested. in that Yeah,
0: way. and I mean, I actually asked a question which didn't get answered, but talking about because I've had experience with it and mm-hmm. doing Zoom shows and getting very involved with the you know the tech stuff to get the right, right cameras right. and everything. Talking about clean HDMI feeds so you don't get text on the on mm-hmm. your feed. It's the, you can get. You can get way into the weeds. Uh, But there was some great, great uh, information there that uh, I I found very helpful. And then they were wrapped up with? Well, no, there were two more. Uh, First was Mark Sicaria. I forgot about Mark. Uh, Mark, terrific uh, close-up guy, mentalist, and hypnotist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I gave him a shout-out because uh, uh, he had contacted me. Mark used to come to lectures of the house all the time. And he said, "I'm, I'm really interested in learning about hypnotism what can you recommend? And I recommended a friend of mine, Brian Dean Toder. Brian, I've known for, oh my gosh, probably 50 years. And Brian is a clinical, uh, hypnotherapist and also does performances as a hypnos, a hypnotist. Uh, and, uh, Mark contacted him and he was like so open and giving with him and, and talking to him at, at great length. And Mark talked about doing a hypnosis show, how to do it ethically. Uh, and, uh, you you know, doing it in a way that doesn't embarrass people. But also, not only does he do a regular stand-up hypnosis show, he does hypnosis
1: in close-up. He'll do
0: cl- hypnosis in strolling.
1: Strolling cocktails. And that was a big takeaway for me. I thought, what? And he yeah. does. Oh, yeah.
0: And I've ta- I talked to other people at dinner. We were out to dinner. All dinner a bunch of us were out to dinner together. And, uh, and they were telling me, oh, yeah, no, we've been in, we've seen him in bars doing it. Mm-hmm. Noisy bars. Mm-hmm. He's got people going out. He said Amazing. it's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, so that was, that was yeah. really fascinating talk, and it was finished up with Paul Richards, and uh, that was kind of a QA with uh, Christian and Catalina talking to Paul about creating and uh, marketing and manufacturing magic, putting stuff on the market. What it takes to get a good product on the market. How much and, it
1: costs? And what you'd expect.
0: Yeah, and all the unexpected costs that you just don't think of, like shipping and, and material costs that don't even go into making the trick, yeah. just packaging The like cardboard
1: and everything. I mean, it went into some detail. I thought it was interesting. Oh,
0: a lot of detail. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it was
1: very good, Ed Talk. we to have another one uh, then today, on this third day of, of the convention. Right. And uh, so that will be... Right. No, no, no. I, I think the one... or is it going to be Saturday?
0: No, that's Saturday. The one okay. today is going to be the uh, workshop oh. on Eddie Fector.
1: That's what it is, right? And they're going to be showing some videos and talking with people. Then, like Paul Gartner and others who have uh, known who Eddie, who knew yeah. Eddie,
0: and yeah, yeah remember and, and Tom Craven, obviously. Yep. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, Tom will be awake at <laughs> <laughs> that time.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, wrapping up in the afternoon. Then we had a chance to uh, go to dinner, and then came back, and then we had a fantastic show that was hosted by Lucy
0: Darling. Lucy Darling, with costume changes between she many did. of the acts, yeah. <laughs> she brought lots and lots of uh, gowns. Uh, Lucy is always fun mm-hmm. and uh, very, very high energy and bubbly and and, and just poking fun. She's fun. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I agree. yeah, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, so the opening act was Alfonso Rituerto, who I believe is from France but now living in Germany. Right. Uh, Alfonso has been on Penn and Teller, I think, twice, mm-hmm. and uh, he did one of the routines that he did on there, which is a beautiful Miser's Dream which is totally different than mm-hmm. what you're expecting, totally different than what you're used to seeing, with a great finish, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely beautiful. And uh, then he went into an oil and water routine uh, and uh, finished with a matrix, with a reverse matrix on on the end of that. As so
1: he was doing the oil and water routine, I was thinking about what uh, Clemens Ilkner had talked about in his lecture as far as with the metronome and the rhythm, the way exactly. he was laying the cards, and I thought, oh, goodness, you know, because yeah, is... they're friends. And, exactly, you know, from Germany,
0: yeah. yeah, and Alfonso was Participate in the lecture last yeah, night, yeah. Uh, followed by Sam Slavin, and uh, Sam did a, a fun routine with a uh, a ring which he did not borrow, <laughs> but it was still <laughs> ladies and gidget rings. always worried about borrowing rings, and uh, it was a, a, a fun routine where he put it into a ring box, the ring box turned to a deck of cards, mm-hmm. and then the deck of cards opened up like a ring box. Like a ring box in the it was the ring was sticking up in a little display inside the... Like uh, a ring box. Yeah. Exactly. It was very, very nice little routine. Um, Rod Chow did his, I won't say standard, but now standard uh, astro act, yep. which is a whole act with the planets. and It's mm-hmm. very much a competition <laughs> act. Of uh, our solar system. Exactly. Producing all of the planets of our solar system and stars and this and that. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, of course, the Comment after that by Lucy was this act is out of this world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was followed by Ice McDonald, who did a uh, uh, a couple of card revelations and then ended up with a uh, a card and fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice routine. Uh, yeah. Ice is always nice you know, Yeah, he's you know he's a good performer. He he makes good presence on stage and yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, solid ice. Solid ice. Solid ice. Um, George Glacius from South America followed with a. Uh fun routine based on air travel I, it's a commercial piece that he mm-hmm. sells mm-hmm. I think it's called boarding pass if I'm not mistaken but it's a multiple revelation it's like a triple revelation type right. thing with multiple revelations at the end and it's uh, it's a good commercial and at the end it routine.
1: looks like it's something that was in the back pocket of the airplane exactly that yeah, has things it's that's the, like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's the instruction and you yeah. know that you everybody and should read yeah. and everything and it opens up all the way for the final prediction so it's very nice Uh, He was followed by Brian Curry, who I hated. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So, right because he was so hilarious. Brian Brian is a very funny guy. Uh, Brian
1: every line, you know, and his delivery and his timing was perfect.
0: So he, we were out to dinner last night. uh, Just he and Mike Miller and I, and he said, uh, he said, you know, the last time I was here, I kind of you know had some jokes at your expense i said yeah they were hysterical he says it's gonna be a lot more tomorrow night and boy <laughs> were there ever And <laughs> yeah. people just expressing you know how sorry they were for me <laughs> but it was a very very funny routine i loved it um he but he did uh the actual um uh, the actual routine was a, a book test that it was really fun commercial book test yeah. and and very baffling. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a mm-hmm. terrific idea. Um, and also used a fortune cookie.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know ice was going to be doing this, but I'm already into it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. <laughs> you, you don't avoid it. Um, and uh, David Parr from Chicago uh, did the trick that he did on Fool Us, which is this wonderful card coincidence Do routine. as I do kind of a thing. Exactly. It was, he used to do as I do with, a, with a, a bell that was kind of like a chess clock, you know, where he would do an action, ring the bell, then the They're participant the does the action, then he has to ring the bell. And it's a great routine. It and it's it's something, it's sold. I mean, he, he marketed the hmm. thing and it's a it's a terrific trick, not terribly difficult, yeah. and, and very, very commercial. Uh, closing the show was Jeff Williams, who is always hysterical. Uh, he did a routine with a chicken puppet, uh, which is actually a trick that John Allen used to put out called mm-hmm. uh, Chick. But Jeff took that and ran yeah. Jeff-style with it. When
1: you say puppet, it's like a marionette. Kind like of a it.
0: marionette, yeah, exactly. It's on strings. And, yeah. Exactly, and it's adorable, but Jeff's routine with it was just so funny. <laughs> well, and he, he dressed it up with those glasses so it looks like his glasses. It looks
1: like Nick Fat. Uh, you know, well, I think it was supposed to look more like him, like but him, yeah, yeah, it did yeah. look like Nick Defott. <laughs> but he had written for David Letterman for so many years, and so he is just hilarious, and he can script his own stuff. and it Absolutely. Was just great.
0: It's yeah. all great, great, great stuff. Yeah. So uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and, and we then finished, of course, the, then with a the guest of honor. Exactly, Mark Mason. Mark Mason did his lecture, and I've seen Mark lecture a number of times over the years. Every time it's a little bit different. Um, and you expect some of it to be dealer-dem, which is fine because mark is the best demonstrator there is Mm -hmm. in magic and it's absolutely beautiful he gives you great tips and stuff but he had other stuff in there too the sugar packet gag was really funny Mm -hmm. um which leads into a signed card appearing in the sugar packet folded up it's Mm -hmm. a great routine uh simple but boy very very effective um he did a couple of his, you know, his... uh item. Yeah, the Case Dismissed. Just, yeah, Case Dismissed combined with Reeboks, Reeboks which is yeah. the uh, Steve Bedwell trick. But then he went into this thing called Stand Up Monty, which is out of an old set of lectures. No, it's his, but it's a great mm-hmm. three-card Monty routine in the hands, no table required. It's all, you know, very up and, mm-hmm. and uh, visual, and it ends with the production of a signed card mm-hmm. instead of the Queen, and it's, it's a really a very good thing and he did a couple of other commercial things juxtapad killer in manila which is just this mm-hmm. fascinating mechanical thing mm-hmm. that's just a card and an envelope and it's like holy cow who, who, who thinks of this stuff it's just <laughs> uh, and then he finished up with stuff he, it's two things he's been doing for years two moves the uh, uh, attitude force which is his handling he says it is not a classic force but it it resembles a classic mm-hmm. force but it's more surefire, and it's and it's great. And he, you know, in like five six minutes, he just goes through it, and you look at it, and go, I could do that.
1: I used to do that a long time ago after he lectured, but I stopped doing it, forgot about it, and then when he did, it's like, oh yeah, I got to go start doing that again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great, great move, and uh, and another move called the put and take, and mm-hmm. it's a, a card you put a, in your shirt a card pocket. in your shirt pockets or a jacket, jacket pocket, you know. and it's instantly stolen out back onto the deck. Mm-hmm. Great move. So simple and yet uh when we thought of that. Exactly, exactly. So it was a terrific lecture from the guest of honor and you got a
1: standing O. And also just a great day. A lot of uh, great magic that we had gotten there yesterday. Yep. Uh, on Thursday, what a uh, great day that was. Going to be a great day here today on Friday, and so look forward to a bunch of stuff that's going to be happening. Me too. You're going to be out for a little bit. I'll be out for a little bit. And then you're going to be performing because you're on, on the, Friday Friday night show. Show. Okay. the Friday
0: night show. I'm opening the Friday night show. Opening the show. I'm opening the show, so I have to be back. by then. <laughs> and uh,
1: then we will uh, talk about you on uh, tomorrow morning and Saturday morning. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some more people to talk to then as well. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scotty. And so there we go again. That was Mark Souza, and this is Scott. just finished uh, the afternoon show and getting ready for paul gertner's lecture actually right now yeah. and uh, i want to talk with someone who's come all the way from france alexander yeah. de from her place at uh, yeah. dumont uh, what's it called Le double fond the double fond yeah the double so bottom
3: something yes. like that
1: <laughs> and so glad to have you here
3: i am so thrilled being here scott you know as soon as i am surrounded by magicians i feel great you feel like you're home Exactly. You know, this is how I started. I love magical conventions because it's a bunch of, uh, it's a reunion, a meeting of uh, friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. A little Stephen ah, because, yeah, interruption yeah, we okay. were just miming things <laughs> that we didn't understand each other. Sorry about that.
1: Uh you're glad to be here because why? Say it again. You're glad. Uh... Uh,
3: yeah, I said I, I'm so thrilled being here, you know, uh, surrounded by all those great artists, and by friendship, and by this. Um you know fraternity it's a fraternity a mm-hmm. magical fraternity and I love this spirit about it that's what I loved wa- about FISM for one week you are amongst magicians passionate guys who share things just show the same passion and this is voila, this is all about passion this is about human humanity mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what number is this how many of you this is your fourth convention how many factors
3: of the, of the factors I've done once I've done the virtual one and this is my second time oh, second live one. okay
1: because the last time I remember uh, David Stone was here I think mm-hmm. I, when uh, when you were here then too yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I it was the last one that so, okay, yeah, was the, the French uh, show the French show yes. at that, that time and That's it was right. the last one before pandemic and right. then the virtual one happened mm-hmm. and I I've done the show in the virtual one it was great but it was sad but great mm-hmm. and you know it was for a so it was great now, Le Double yep. uh,
1: is has been going. You, you, your dad had uh, started, I guess, with you. Uh, yep. Is that right? We talked about this when I was over there. Great show. Yeah, thank and, you very uh, much. Lovely. If everybody, anybody gets uh-huh. to Paris, you need to go there. It's a wonderful place uh-huh. down in the in the. Cellar. It's just a, it's a cool place.
3: Thank you very much. Quite yeah. literally,
1: it's cool. It's nice and <laughs> dry down there. and Cool. Yeah,
3: but, uh, you know it has been uh, there for 35 years now, where I've mm, wow. just finished celebrating our 35th anniversary. So it's a huge <laughs> adventure, a lot of work, but very re- rewarding and. Um, Again, a great human adventure. Right, right. It is now back to the tour here
1: for a minute. Has there been something so far in the last? Well, what are we? This is like our third day, or second day, third day, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what have you gotten out of you? Have you learned something uh, that you're going to take back and perhaps I use don't. as far as a move or? This is a very
3: tough and tricky question, Scott, because <laughs> I had so many things in my mind right now. You yeah. know, for instance, Mark Mason's lecture just blew me away. Me too. For instance, you know, yeah, the yeah. first thing that came that popped to my mind is Mark Mason lecture. I mean this is so devious so clever, so intelligent that I love that kind of magic, you know, right. where you, you've been fooled all again and again right. but this is not the only thing I've seen so good because I have seen so many good things in the shows uh, on the on the other days mm-hmm. and um, that you know everything was interesting, you know the workshop on edificators that was very interesting and so moving to see Tom And you know what, I've cried because it was, um, like we said, we talk about humans first. Magic is only a mean about communicating, but wow, the story of Tom, you know, he made me cry, so Mm -hmm. very moving. And that's what I like about this, this 4F event, is that it's a human size also.
1: Good point. Yeah, it's not unwieldy like at FISM where they have thousands Yeah, I love FISM FISM because, you know, yeah, Yeah. exactly,
3: Blackpool is huge, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the 4F is pretty unique in this sense, is that first it's close-up, and let's face it, let's face it, close-up is not... Uh, well represented in the conventions normally For the most and part. this one right. is dedicated to close-up magic yeah, so exactly. I suggest I just have to say I clap two thumbs up this is amazing what Obi uh, have uh, passed on through the years
1: was Obi your sponsor? Uh, who sponsored you? When, but when you, you know
3: did? I don't know I think Obi might, must be because when I've done Us mm-hmm. he said You have to come to 4F. I say, okay. (laughs) And you have to do your full show. Okay, you don't want anything else? No, you do that. Oh, okay, Obi. So, you know, I think that Obi was my sponsor. Uh Yes, I assume.
1: And so, uh, again, it's just, this is your second one, having a great time. Yeah. And I've uh, been learning a lot. And have you have you got anything from the dealer's room? Have you got a book or something or that you've uh, purchased? Or?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Bannon's latest book. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. that's a, a hush hush. A very good. I love John Bannon's work.
1: Glad that John's here, too. You he can sign the books. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I've been to, I don't want to mistake his name, Paul. You know, the guy with the packaging, he did the tech talk. Oh, uh,
1: Paul Richards. Merci, yeah. thank you.
3: Paul Richards, and I found pretty nice things at his booth, I have to say. Wow. It's all original,
1: I mean, all the, his yeah, ideas and things. Yeah, and,
3: I, love, I love that. And I love discovering new things mm-hmm. because it's always new tracks that we can uh, take. Sure. It's new path. Yeah. So I love my job, you know. I love my passion. <laughs> I
1: well, change it. And, and there's no place better than here, where you sh- again you get to share that with everybody. We're about to that have a lecture right. here by Paul Gartner. This is going to yeah, be awesome. See, He's getting we have the right
3: chance now. being with Paul Gartner. This is just awesome. Yeah. And I'm doing just a selfie right now. As we're doing to, this, yeah, <laughs> as we are <laughs> doing a that. Yeah, the four F <laughs> selfie with Scott right here. Thank you so much. Thank Scott. you very
1: much. I appreciate it, Alexander. Always good anytime, seeing you. Anytime, anytime you want. <laughs> so the Magic Word Podcast. That was Alexandra Vivier. Scotty out. We just finished the Paul Gertner lecture, which was really great. Uh, unfortunately, the guy who I'm talking with right now was unavailable. I was in the back. You were in the back? Oh, you, you weren't up front. You gave up your good seat. I, I
4: saw from the back. Okay. And I interrupted that last podcast, and <laughs> I so apologize. <laughs> But, uh, so this is Stephen Bregazzi, hit, by the way. Is normally you hit B- pause there. A little, <laughs> I go, golly. Well,
1: you've been on this so much, you know how I operate. I, I probably should have hit pause.
4: But <laughs> But uh, yes, I was. I had to set her up to set in my seat so, so that he could do that. Use too. that for that, that I was trick.
1: willing to give it up. Just for her. Just for her. What a great guy you are. <laughs> so I, I thought perhaps you had uh, were giving it up, and just because you're working on some of the material, because I know you're closing in tomorrow night, and as yes. you normally do, is you kind of have some. You and Rick have some. Rick Merrill has some ideas on kind of what's been happening, happening throughout the rest of the convention to make fun yeah, of, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and bring it all together, you know. You know what? So. This is
4: this has been a hard one. It hasn't yeah. really been a lot of stuff that stands out. Like you know, usually the fourteen. Uh, Ruby's Cube tricks are the 15 of the same that you can go at right, That's going right. to be our topic we're going to hit. Yeah, or what
1: is the trick? You know, the trick I was talking to someone earlier about that. You know, what has been the thing you've seen the most of? And it seems like oil and water is something that really? I've
4: seen a lot of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen two. Yeah. More than two? It's, it's well, two the most? <laughs> that's, so
1: Yeah, so far. So far. That's, that's, if we see three, then, you know. Yeah, we really then we're something. in. That's right. I'm just waiting for
4: one more, Scott. Get up there and do it. But, uh, so this is, I feel we feel least prepared than we've ever been so far. That, without even a really, we got a little bit of a premise, and so we're just hoping it all is going to come together. And you
1: got Dave Casaro in your corner, also helping you. David with hurts
4: stuff. way more than he helps, and, uh, people <laughs> think that he, <laughs> we get, we have to turn half of David's height, more than half down. David's a cool, cool man. I don't know if anybody knows him well. No, but David's great.
1: In fact, he's right over there. Is he pointing at you? No, he's pointing at uh, no, no, no. Joe Rheinfleisch. Uh, so he don't even care anymore. <laughs> he doesn't care. So uh, I remember many, many years ago when you'd put on you had v- had a video. Remember, it was snowing out and you were out there like a like a caveman or something in the, in the weeds when we were over in Batavia I or something?
4: That one seemed to get to be remembered the most. But there was a magician, and I forgot his name, I apologize. Very good. But he had won this African something magician of the continent or some big award okay. over there. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of being somebody from a tribe that got cheated out of that award. I felt like I should have had a chance. Mm -hmm. It was really cold, and I was out playing.
1: (laughs) That was funny, but you—you have not uh, made any video, I guess, for this. No video. We haven't done any video. Okay, but uh, something will come to you. You still got more than twenty-four hours.
4: Yes. Yes. something will happen well, if you do something it would be really great <laughs> if I do another yeah, oil and yeah. water maybe, maybe we can come and interview us during our talk while we're out there <laughs> hey Scott <laughs> yeah something good
1: some gold yeah. might come out of that well looks like here comes Rick Merrill now so he's getting ready to go to dinner okay, we're getting I'm gonna, to go to dinner I'm them here see. so I'll catch you guys in a bit later Stephen Drogaci congratulations right. to you Thanks, and Scott. your son Nate by the way oh yeah so yeah, yeah.
4: you know Nate's doing okay just okay, <laughs> well, yeah. You
1: <laughs> know, in, in all ways, with his podcast yeah. and everything. So. And I
4: have to do card tricks for twenty thousand people. That is not fun. He, hey. I mean, the other day he put me in the round.
1: Yeah, I mean he that doesn't. He doesn't right? Yeah, he
4: does yeah. not understand magic and stuff. <laughs> but uh, I have a trick coming out from Penguin called "I Hate Kids," and that's mm-hmm. what I did for twenty thousand people. And it with those, it? With those uh, wallets. wallets, yeah, yep. it destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you, I think I saw it on Facebook. Don't you have a show coming up uh, also? Yeah. You well, already? you know
4: what. They uh, just so happened I was in front of 20,000 people in Nashville and, and stuff, and so I, I needed a joke for uh, a turning because yeah. I took somebody's money and, and lost it or something, and and then uh, I did. I broke the cardinal rule for mm-hmm. me is I actually did change. Usually I let the kid lose. I, I agree all kids should yeah. lose and never win, and right, you, right. Let them, you don't ever let them win. Mm-hmm. But since 20,000 people, Rick Merrill, said you should really turn it into a hundred and just give it to the kid mm-hmm. and so i kind of needed a joke so i said uh, i i turned it into a hundred i go i go i'm gonna be honest nathan sold a lot more tickets than i thought <laughs> so uh, <laughs> more
1: than jim gaffigan <laughs> so yeah. i can afford
4: to do this <laughs> and so i did it and uh then i go uh Janie's i'm gonna be at the August Zany's the 15th, th- it sold out in like four or five days, which uh-huh. is great. Congratulations! And I doubled the ticket price because who cared? And so it was. It was. I said that way I get. I go. I there. I, I promoted Zaney, so I'll get my hundred dollars back. <laughs> so I did. Really did it as a joke. Yeah. And I went back, and he goes, "We can make that happen." And I go, "Well, you? I thought, hope you do," and he did.
1: Wow, so it's a win-win all the way around. A win-win all the way around.
2: <laughs> Thanks, oh, Steve, Scott. I'm going
1: to let you go. Thanks very much. I appreciate your friendship, oh, buddy. Anytime, okay. buddy. For the Magic Word Podcast. That's Steve Bregazzi, Scotty out. We have just finished uh, with uh, dinner, actually, but we also just finished with um, a lecture that was by Paul Gertner, and I've got the guy with me right now. Hey there, Paul. Hey, <laughs> how you doing, everybody?
2: <laughs> We're all fine. They're listening. Yeah.
1: They're listening. Okay, good, good, good. So, uh, in building up for this, this was for those of you who might have attended FISM, and I know there were thousands who did, and may have uh, gotten a, to see Paul's lecture there. It was kind of uh, he had gone into more depth today with uh, than the stuff that he did there. But that
5: was uh, you talked about pen and Teller at that uh, yeah, yeah. invention too, fine, fine tuning a fuller, and, yeah fine tuning a fuller, yeah kind right. of tweaking and you know, basically showing different uh, routines that I did on the show and uh, talking a little bit about the details behind them. I don't recall that you brought the props to Quebec
1: that you did here.
5: I had some but I didn't have as much time up there to show them Mm -hmm. here. It was a smaller audience and I could see them and uh, yeah, yeah, because I could sort of show the details of the some of the props that I created. And then one of the other things we had earlier in the day was a tribute to uh, Eddie Fector and yeah. talking about the man
1: himself and of course you had been coming for a long number of yeah. years yeah. and then uh, I had to uh, leave to go catch something else uh, with Chris Capehart but I had uh, uh, so I missed the panel discussion but mm-hmm. you were on the panel yeah. along with uh, Mike Gallo was it who else? Uh- yeah
5: Mike was on it and uh, let's see I'm, I'm blanking on who we were uh, um, uh, Harrison lovely. Carroll uh, couldn't make it. He sent a video uh, in.
1: Um, I'm trying to remember who else was on the uh, panel there with you. And Tom Craven. Yeah, Tom Craven told a lovely story
5: right. about vectors yeah. and someone like that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Tom's nice. been here the longest.
1: Right, and I heard that. Yeah, I was a little bit of emotional. He was talking yeah, about uh, then yeah. as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Dick Cook, that's who it was. And and Dick Cook, yeah, yeah sure. Dick sure. had a video that he showed sure, then as sure, well about yeah. that. Yeah. So what are some of your memories of, uh, early memories, that people, could, you could recount Oh, here? Just,
5: just, you know, coming here for the first time and just basically, as some of the guys mentioned, sort of staying in the background. So watching, you know, watching Eddie perform and Bill Ogle and, and uh, Mike Skinner was already in California when I was here for the first time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, uh, yes, yeah, so it's just sort of staying. And the first time I came, I saw Jay Marshall he was here yeah. and there was a convention going on in buffalo new york uh, it was an ibm convention in buffalo new york and jay marshall literally stood up on the horseshoe bar in the main room and really? did lefty with the golf oh. club they, wow. he didn't have lefty with him okay. somebody said hey who's got a golf club you know and he put a little eyes on the golf club and he did this lefty <laughs> routine with the golf club wow. and that's the first time i saw jay marshall do that
1: I remember also that uh, many of the conventions you weren't here for like Thursday, Friday, but uh, you came in on Saturday because mm-hmm. you were always working a yeah, trade show. Working,
5: it seems yeah.
2: like, yeah.
1: yeah,
5: but you yeah. always made it. But I but made it for most of them. Yeah, yeah. There sometimes I missed, but uh, but yeah, kind of balancing the ability to make a living at the same time hit magic conventions <laughs>
1: that was one of the things that I remember there was one of the early ones perhaps the first one that I had attended I believe was in 85 when Tom Mullico was the, uh, the guest of honor yeah. and for the evening show you were on and I think Albert Goshman might have even yeah. been there is that and right? Gosh yeah, gosh was there sure, Yeah, sure he was there and, uh, and uh, it's just I was thinking man, this is just the best show I've ever seen yeah. you know yeah. it was just yeah. uh, a wonderful time so there are so many memories you know each year that you kind of build like you said I, can, I cannot imagine you know, Jay just being
5: oh, yeah. <laughs> up on the yeah. bar like that. Yeah, and, you know, but, you see Jay and Jerry Andrus. one Frank Garcia. Derek, Derek Dingle, Frank Garcia. And, uh, you yeah, know, and, and, and Charlie Reynolds would mm-hmm. be oh, always yeah. coming, you know. Mm-hmm. He'd be here. And uh, But, yeah, so, yeah, a lot of the, lot of the lot greats of yeah. over the years. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what I'm uh, pleased to see is that
1: it seems to be in good hands as far as uh, continuing to go into the future. It looks like they have, uh, with, with Joan, Caesar, mm-hmm. and uh, Glenn Brown that are handling it right mm-hmm. now, and the young people who are coming in from all over the world that are yeah, doing some amazing really stuff. <laughs> we really haven't probably seen a, a handful of Americans yet so far. I mean, most have been from, I mean, what we have, 17 different countries who are represented here. So. Yeah, year. I think they said something like that. Yeah. So it's just been wonderful as far yeah. as what I see the young people and different countries who are contributing here yeah. this year and seeing this kind of stuff. Yeah,
5: different styles. I mean, you know, the, 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 the use of music uh, comes into play. Uh, audio, uh, I've been noticing the use of music. And, like, I use the steel barbarians with tapping and so on like that. Some of them are using the use of music from audio tracks that create a little bit of sound when you need it. Right. So it's, yeah, different stuff
1: it really is so what have you seen so far i mean we still got a couple more days yet to go do we what day they say friday we just got one more day i guess until tomorrow through tomorrow but what yeah, have you that's, seen that's what have you seen that's kind of uh impressed you with a lecture or maybe out here just in the lobby or
5: someplace else What's i haven't really? well, i was working on getting this lecture to ready so <laughs> yeah. i haven't seen i haven't had yeah. a chance to session much that's now be. that i'm done i get a chance to play <laughs> but i haven't had to we're kind of done aren't you on tomorrow night no, you're done. No, no I'm done. No. Okay, I'm okay. really done. So okay. yeah, so, so I, might, I might throw a few things in my pockets and yeah. Do some things later, night, late at night. Uh, there's a few new tricks I've been working on. You haven't
1: been up to the Italian suite for lemoncello yet, have no, you? No, I haven't.
5: No, I'm, that's tonight. Okay. Yeah, that's I plan on lemoncello tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. After I posted the podcast this morning, after one o'clock, I went. Were by, they were doing lemoncello last yeah, night? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Ooh, yeah.
5: okay. I missed that. And now I had to sleep last night because I had to be ready for today. Right, right. And uh, but yeah, yeah so tonight I, so I it's kind of nice to. Get the stuff out of the way that you're doing performance-wise. And now, years ago, they it. also used to have the precursor
2: suite. Yeah, uh, yeah and uh, I, miss,
1: I miss that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the gentleman's name who uh,
5: ran the precursor magazine? Bill Maisel.
1: <laughs> Bill Maisel. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, and Ed, Eckel, Ed Eckel. and the whole gang would be there. Yeah, yeah. Now, is there a precursor suite here
1: this year at the, the new hotel? You know, I asked
5: somebody that too, and they didn't think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't okay. believe there is. Well, there are enough other parties it could going be wrong, around. but. You but probably didn't go
1: into the scotch room either, did you? That
5: I means. avoided the scotch room last night because I'm not a scotch drinker. Okay. That wouldn't been. That would yeah. wouldn't have ended well. I was talking with, I won't say his name, but there was another
1: magician who said, I just had four glasses of scotch, oh, and wow. he was in the hospitality, oh, no, you know, is, having a donut. And they were like, doing serious scotch. Yeah. He said, uh, I need to go
5: to bed. Yeah.
1: You know, I think I've had just about enough. Yeah, yeah.
5: Anyhow, so you've had a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's so been a it's good 50th. Well, and it's, it's got still another day and a half to go. So. That's right. That's
1: right. So, so. Well, Paul. Okay. Good seeing you and good, good luck. having dinner with you. Yeah. <laughs> <Good> spending <laughs> time with you. Okay. Appreciate okay. it. For okay. the Magic Word Podcast. Okay. So that was Paul Gertner. Scotty out. So the show's about to start here at about 8 o'clock. we got a few more minutes, but I thought it'd be kind of interesting. A convention with Howard Hamburg in the house would not be, this I should say, a podcast with Howard Hamburg in the house of the convention. It really wouldn't be a complete podcast, so I have to include him. Hello, Howard. How are you doing, man?
6: Great, man. I'm really <laughs> having a great time, Scott. Thanks.
1: Uh, and so how many of these have you attended?
6: Uh, this will be my sixth.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Six. And uh,
1: this is pretty special after you know so many years of having to wait before we finally got together.
6: It's wonderful. I mean, it's uh, the camaraderie here is just fantastic. I don't really call it a convention. I call it a nice gathering. Now, you go to a lot of other conventions.
1: I mean, all over the world, I know, in which you are actually a performer or lecturer or whatever. Yeah. How would you compare, not necessarily compare this, but contrast it, but how does this differ from others?
6: Well, I mean, I've done as and many others, but it seems that everyone is, is really true to each other, and, and, and no one is uh, above one. Everyone sits around, they talk, they share ideas, and it's, it's just the camaraderie. is fantastic. Yeah. It's more of a family. Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: And so what have you seen here that you have learned or you think has been... Uh, particularly uh, great that you... I mean, you're teaching everybody else, I mean, uh, usually, but have you actually learned something, seen something, or been fooled by anything?
6: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Some of the techniques that I've been uh, exposed to, that the fellows have sat around and shown me, Uh, Their thought process is just absolutely incredible. I mean, it just continues and gets better and better as far as I'm concerned.
1: And that's the thing, I think, is how open and sharing that everyone is here with ideas. And we're seeing such international uh, stars uh, like... Alexander Duvivier who's sitting right next to us over so here, you know, also share ideas and things, you know, with us all the time and different moves and whatnot. And so, how you know, just staying up late, you know, with them.
6: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's true. <laughs> um, people are very genuine with each other, more so than any other convention. scoriel's is same, but it's so. This is my favorite. This yeah. is really my favorite. You're going to come as long as you can to this convention. Uh, if God is willing, but every day, every day's a blessing, buddy. It's a
1: blessing, it's a gift. I, I hear you. That's the way I feel too. Yeah, this has been great.
6: Um, and so, where's the next convention that I'm going to probably see you? Okay. Well, I'm. I'm actually because uh, I was someone know, heard that I was on the East Coast. I'm going to go see Ozzy Wynn's uh, show uh, Sunday night, and then I'll be doing something with Sean Farqua on on Monday, and then Tuesday a lecture. All of a sudden at uh, uh, SAM1
2: and.
6: Uh, I try my doctor doesn't want me to go on long long trips but you know something I'm going to take a shot and just go wherever they want me as long as you can as far as as you can can. yes are you going to be going to the IBM or SAM conventions this year no I I am not going to but uh, Magic Live Magic Live I may um, I can't really make plans in the head because of, you know, medical issues and so forth. But if it wasn't for magic, I wouldn't even be here sitting with you. Really, if you think it. Gives about it gives us extra years, doesn't it? I, I honestly believe it does. I do. I honestly get on it, yeah. yeah hope that I get to see you for many, many more years to come. Same way with you, Scott. You're, you're, you're a blessing in the magic uh, world, and I really appreciate it. The only regret I have is that I ha- didn't have the opportunity to have you earlier in my life.
1: I feel the same. I wish I would have uh, known you a lot longer than I have. You know? You're know, you a great guy. Love you, man. Thanks, buddy. For the Magic Word podcast, that was Howard Hamburg, Scotty Young. Thanks, The evening show is over, actually the day is pretty much complete, and we will do a recap then later, uh, with uh, tomorrow morning actually, with uh, Mark D'Souza, and uh, so you hear about everything that kind of happened here today after he'd written his notes, but right now I'm with uh, my friend and yours, David Parr. Hey there, David. Hi. <laughs> the man who gives us the cabinet of curiosities. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and you were one who had uh, fooled pen & Teller even. Was I did, right? I yeah. did, my first time out.
2: Yeah.
7: Was't that pretty exciting and unexpected?: It was very unexpected. Before mm-hmm. I flew out there, I had estimated, estimated my chances of fooling them at about 40 percent. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I, I know they're walking encyclopedias of magic. Sure. So uh, I just my goal was to, to try to bury the method deep enough that mm-hmm. they wouldn't recognize it. Right. And the way I buried it was bury it in, under a game.
1: Yes. Okay. Right,
7: <laughs> and I think that's what that's what fooled them. The, the game was so compelling that you get caught up in the back and forth of it, and then by the time you realize where it's going, it's too late to yeah. reverse engineer.
1: There are so many layers. Right. Yeah, right. All that. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things they keep saying here uh, is that you shouldn't go with the intention that you're going to fool them, but you're going no. to have a good time.
7: Yeah. Yeah. The producers gave us a little speech beforehand. Which was very wise advice, and they said they said let go of the idea of fooling Penn and Teller. Yeah. They said if you if you focus on that to the exclusion of everything else, you're going to ruin this experience for yourself. Because if you don't fool them, you're going to be disappointed, yeah. and it's going to be a bad experience. And so they said just let go of it. If that happens, that's a bonus. Right. But they said just focus on having a good time, doing a good performance. And then at the end of it, whether you fool them or you don't fool them, you're going to have the best demo reel you could never have afforded to pay for. <laughs> and then, and That's it's right. true. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you found that you've
1: gotten additional work
2: as a oh, result
7: absolutely.
1: of it? absolutely. i book gigs off of that
7: clip. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you use it in promotion a lot. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. So, what have you been doing of late? In Chicago, I guess, or traveling, but mostly well, in I, Chicago?
7: I'm just getting back into the swing of performing and lecturing again mm-hmm. after the pandemic. I, mm-hmm. I was you know, out of commission for you know, two and a half years, and, and then I, I booked this gig in Hawaii, where I was, that kind of came out of nowhere, and yeah. I, I was there for two months on Maui. Right. And then... um, uh, Is that where
1: Shudogawa is working also?
7: Yeah, yeah. And then he's on Oahu, and I did like three weeks there.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh,
7: so I I had to hit the ground running again.
2: Right.
1: uh, And do the cabinet show after not doing it for years. uh, We mentioned earlier the cabinet curiosities. I think that's an amazing thing because you have this cabinet and the show is different it's whatever the people pick and then you go with that
7: exactly exactly there are points in the show where people get to choose which artifact we're going to examine next mm-hmm. so that they they have some agency in the performance mm-hmm. and the performance is fresh every time right yeah right. Right. for
1: everyone for me too so as far as the 4f goes how many have you attended this this is my first one your first one i was going to yeah. say i didn't remember seeing you
7: here and i thought this no. might be your first no some some friends asked me and i said i'd never been and they were like well you should go yeah <laughs> i was like well no one invited me <laughs>
1: Well, it is the 50th, and this was one of those things that had been sold out for a while, so there must have been some people that fall out the last minute, and you must have been high on the list there.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was supposed to be here when they had to cancel
1: because of the pandemic. Okay, so you were in a long time ago. It wasn't just like the last minute, like last week. No, no. Obi
7: and I were in communication the whole time, Okay. and they kept delaying it and delaying
1: it. and So uh, what's your experience as a first-timer? I'm glad, because I haven't seen any. If you're the first first first-timer I've talked with here, so as a first-timer, what is your thought experience this experience of this experience well it's kind of amazing because
7: so many people have been with this thing for so long and uh, so when you develop that kind of a, uh, you know a, a unit a closely knit unit it functions differently from a convention where most people are strangers right you right know they they've gotten to see one another development over time yes. and uh, so there, there's a kind of Investment in okay. one another that might not happen at another convention. Right.
1: Yeah, I think this is my thirty-fifth or sixth time myself, actually. Wow. So okay. <laughs> so it's that kind of a thing. It means a but lot to make us all these people. Do you agree? I agree. I just want to hear someone okay. else say that. Okay. Know? Good. So is it the good enough experience that you're going to think, "Hey, I'd like to come for another thirty-five years." Too. Oh, I, I'd do, do this again. Know? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, there's sometimes people who will come to a convention saying, oh, that was fun, but there are other conventions I'm going to try. But I was just wondering as a first-timer, as it was for me, in my experience, like, there's nothing like this. I'm coming back, and I keep coming back, and I look forward to it every year. Well, so, I'm
7: always up for a new experience. Well, sure. And uh, so that's why I was eager to, to come here my first
1: time and mm-hmm. see what it was about. Well, you. Uh, the nice thing about this is you didn't have to experience... Snow and ice. Of course, in Chicago, you know, you're used to that. But in Buffalo, exactly. they've been getting their, their fair share of it, too, here. Of you know, <laughs> yeah. Typically, this time of the year, a lot of times you can't expect some snow out there. It's been fairly moderate, I think.
7: No, well, it was cold when I left uh, Wisconsin, and it, uh-huh. it was warmer
1: a year. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good time, and I expect to see you back then next year and in future years as well. That'd be great. great, You did a good job. I enjoyed your your, uh, your performance then, too. Thank you. you.
7: It's such a fun routine to do.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, again, that you weren't looking to fool. You were looking to entertain with something that was solid that you've done for a long time. But it was a fooler, too. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you so much. (laughs) So that's my friend David Parr. And by the way, I'd recommend that if you want to hear more from David, go back in the archives and just do a search for uh, David Parr, and you can hear what we had talked at, uh, at, at length. And uh, the Magic Board podcast. That was David. This is Scotty out.